Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks. Snedeker here, Mr. Curiosity. I got Sherman Burdett with me now. Sherman's already laughing because he's like thinking, really, you call you call yourself Mr. Curiosity? I was right? going to say, what, what the <laughs> heck is that all about? <laughs> Do you think that's cheesy? I don't know. I think it's real cheesy. Well, I don't want to call. I think it would be pretty egotistical to call it the Joe Snedeker podcast. So I'm curious about so many things. I give it the name Mr. Curiosity. Okay. All right. I guess that's what, if you want to go with that, then that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm down with it. Mr. Curiosity. So should I refer to you as Mr. Curiosity? (laughs) No, you can call me anything you want. Okay, But the truth is, Sherman, you have to admit, because we've known each other for a long time. I have like that curiosity that some people have. I'm curious about everything. You know, there's something that you you would blurt out in the newsroom all the time. And I still blurt out from time to time. Fake laugh. (laughs) You're good. You took that with you. Fake laugh. It's here. It's in Indiana. It's in Indianapolis. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's an insight. Yeah, fake laugh, fake laugh. All right. So let's get someone laughs and they're not really, they sound like yeah, they're not really laughing. So anyway. you say fake laugh. I know it makes fake so laugh. Much I say it to myself all the time. All right. So how should we even start this? I want to let everyone know for maybe there's someone who's turning into this podcast, turning onto the YouTube video, whatever, who there's like Sherman Burdett. What's that? Well, right. Sherman, who, who is he? Is it, when did you leave WNEP? Well, should we go with what I used to do and go? No, there? no. First, I want to know when you left, and then we're going to get oh, okay. to the arc of your life. Uh, I left in 2009. What? I, 2009. And I. Um, oh, I it's left. already been over 10 years. Yeah, it's been 12. So when oh. I left, because um, my mom was sick. So I'm from Indianapolis. All right. But wait, you're already getting too deep. So I just wanted to get that out there for any new viewer and right. listener. Sherman is a god here in Northeastern PA, a WNEP classic. He left 12 years ago, but he still lingers here. His presence, <laughs> his identity, his effervescence. He's is still, still is, here, baby. Can you still smell me? Already? I can still smell you. You know what the sad part is? I brush my teeth for this. Now, why would I do that? That doesn't I don't know. It. I don't know because here's a secret. I didn't. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the year. Or, oh, by the way, I have this bell. Where's my bell? And you can t- say, hit the bell. I can't find my bell. If I ask something too personal, you just say, bell. Oh, here it is. Not answering it. All right. Let's talk about okay. the, year of your, the year of your birth. Uh, year of my birth, 1960. Okay. So 1960. First of all, you mm-hmm. look like you're about uh, 38, but you were born in 1960. Where? In Indianapolis. Whoa. See, that's a part of the story here. So what, what's the deal? Give me the whole background. Born, you want to know where you want to know from day one? No, I want to know where your parents conceived you. Uh, (laughs) Probably an alley. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. No, um, I was born in India. I was born at a hospital called Coleman Hospital at the time. Okay. It's now called Eskenazi. Uh, At the time, it was a children's hospital. So it's right, right near downtown, actually in a historic district in downtown Indianapolis. near downtown Indianapolis, but I was born, I went to school here. I went to high school, elementary school, high school, I went to college, went to Ball State. So you've always been a Mideast guy. You're entrenched there, right? Well, it's Midwest, but yeah. What did I say? You said Mideast. Oh, I don't know why I said Mideast. You've always been a Midwest guy. I mean, that's You're you're the weather map guy. It could be Mideast. I don't know. No, I don't know why I said Mideast. I, of course, Midwest. Now, did you, here's where the questions are starting to get deep and personal. Now, your parents, is this a mixed race? Is this, uh, does it matter? No, but I'm curious about your history. Yeah, there's, there's a mixed race. So, you know, the ancestry DNA thing, I don't know if you've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did that recently. And so throughout history, history, family history, uh, we knew uh, on my mom's side, there was um, my great grandfather or yes, great grandfather who was Irish. We knew that, but that's always been the story, right? Right. Uh, but I found, I found out through Ancestry DNA that I actually have Jewish roots, believe it or not. What? Oh, like the yeah. Anakazi stuff or that, whatever that is? A uh, European Jew. Yeah. My great, great grandfather was Jewish. And turns out he was the mayor of Madison, Indiana. <laughs> that is twice. So anyway, but it's so there's Jewish and there's uh, Irish, European 
and African in two parts of Africa in Kenya and Cameroon. That's awesome. I mean, you got to feel global. Oh, excuse me, Nigeria and Cameroon. Sorry. Yeah, but yeah. you got to feel global then. It is. You know, when you look at when I look at my map on there, there's a lot of. Yeah. Ooh. But do you so want to I'm, say, you know, basically I'm a mutt. I, well, we all are pretty much unless you, yeah, you're, you're this purebred weird stuff, but, but could you put it in simple terms? Like your mother was a black woman and your dad was a white man or anything like that. Or you don't want to be that simple. Oh, that's simple. Well, my mom was, they're both black, but they're oh, both, okay. they both come from mixed roots. Oh, that's interesting. But you were blow, grown up in a, as a I mean, black man have, with um, black, black, yeah. black parents. Yeah, my uh, and all of my aunts and uncles, but they pretty much look Caucasian. So. Oh, okay. The reason I ask is going to come up later. That's why I want to set that right now. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I'm I'm, cu- I'm curious about a couple things. Thus, Mister Curiosity. Uh-huh. All right. So there you are in elementary school, high school. How many siblings? Uh, one older. Actually, I had two. One passed away before I was born. So. Whoa. Yeah. So it's just you and a what? And Herman. Herman and Sherman. You know this. You knew this, right? Herman and Sherman. Sherman, I have to pretend I don't know a couple things for the sake of the podcast. Oh, is that what we're doing? <laughs> well, well, it's nice to meet you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, to tell you the truth, I forgot about that. Okay, so I forgot. You're not the I'm, only thing on my mind. I thought I was. No. All right. So then there you are. It's funny because you're the only thing on my mind. <laughs> So when you're in high school, do you think oh, the whole time um, I want to be a journalist? What are your aspirations? What, what are you doing? Well, actually, combination. I mean, I was in I was involved in the yearbook and newspaper in high school. But uh, really what I wanted to do is be an actor. That's what I wanted. That was at the top of my list. Is that so right? I was, of, I was in a lot of plays and I did. I host a lot of stage productions in high school. Um, but. You know, I got the message from home. You know, I grew up predominantly with my grandparents. And they said, look, if you, you're going to go to college, okay? Because I wanted to just, I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to, to move to New York, you know, be a flight attendant and go audition and take classes. Oh, interesting. And um, that's what I wanted to do. And my grandfather said, absolutely not. You know, you're going to college. You have to have a college degree. You have to have that. So I'm like... A lot of times and, that backfires, that forced college thing. Well, you know, it, it, it initially it did, but it didn't because um, it, it rebounds because my first I was Ball State was on a quarter system at the time. So we had three quarters for this uh, school year. And the first quarter was horrible for me. I never I didn't study. I didn't care. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> um, I got my grades and, and my grandfather's like, OK, you either shape up. <laughs> <laughs> something's happening right yeah but who was paying for it like how did that he work did. he was paying for it so what he paid my entire you know college ride so how was he I, mr big bucks or is that too personal uh, not mr big bucks but he was a hard-working guy who had his own little uh network he had his own he you know he owned a few houses that he rented and he you know, he was a loan shark. Actually, he'd loan people money. Hey, you want to borrow 20 when you're going to owe me 30 when you pay me back? <laughs> that kind of guy. Yeah, but you're so, creating this impression now that you were like this entitled, spoiled brat. Free uh, college. Man. No, 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 no. And why, why? You don't appreciate a free education. You're failing out. You, come on. Well, I, you know, it was because they really, and again, I grew up with my grandparents. My, my parents were both high school dropouts. So they, you know, there was a history that they did not want me to repeat. Right. And they really wanted me and my brother both to succeed in life and go as far as the sky will take us. Gotcha. So I took that and ran with it once I realized, look, I'm screwing this up and I need to really buckle down. So I did. I declared a major. I majored in uh, at Ball State. It's called TCOM, telecommunications. Okay. Um, and I turned my poor grades around to graduate with, I don't know if the 3.2 or three or something. I don't know. So, so I, I really throughout the rest of my college years made mostly A's. Oh, okay. So, so when high school, like prior to this college thing, were you like a good student or an average student or what was all that? Like just your athletic, were you on the the, the soccer team or something? I don't know. Or no, you were pure. uh, I was was in an honor society. I was a, okay. So I'm painting the picture. Um, I was junior class vice president. I was in, uh, I was homecoming king, believe it or not. 
I believe it. You're popular. You're good looking. You're smart. So I was really active and all that good stuff. But, you know, I just really had this burning desire. You know, I fell in love with um, playing other characters and people. And it made sense for me as I look back, because one of my favorite pastimes as a kid. Yeah. Playing dress up. Go figure. (laughs) <laughs> well, that goes with the thespian and the acting, I would think, right? I love playing dress up. And I was always the youngest kid around. And my older friends or uh, cousins who might have been at the house would dress me up and we play characters. So that was my, you know, those are my roots. But this whole thing that I'm doing now that, you know, well, let okay. me to do this. But I'm curious, then, couldn't you convince your grandfather to say, hey, I'm going to major in some type of theatrical or acting? If you wanted to pursue that, why not combine them? Say, yeah, I'm going to college, Gramps, and I'm going to do this. Why did well, you go I into did, telecom? I, I did minor in theater oh, okay. but at the time. So I got, I'm searching for the, the description. But um, so in, at Ball State, they did, they did only typecasting. So if the character was not black then i couldn't i couldn't get the care i couldn't audition so there were really at the time there wasn't a lot of roles for me to actually audition for this is like 1979 80 well this isn't mm-hmm. the 50s why would that why would that be the case uh, because i'm in <laughs> ball you might offending ball state if you're listening anybody it was ball state it's um 1978 79 like you just mentioned muncie indiana um the theater department uh that's just how they rolled like in high wow, school isn't that have- something you know, high school didn't matter. You know, if you auditioned and you were the best, yeah. you know, you got the lead. It doesn't matter if the lead originally was white, black, Asian, whatever. But yeah. at Ball State at the time, and there's a ter- there's a theatrical term for that. And it's escaping me. But but that um, was elsewhere, too. You're saying it wasn't uh, uh, Ball State. I mean, it was it. it yeah, it wasn't just Ball State. Oh, that's weird. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah. so when you're at college and you graduate with this nice, uh, fairly nice degree, Right. Mm-hmm. What's your first thing now? You're going back home, live with the parents, Gramps. You're saying, Gramps, give me 10 grand for a car. What's the next move? <laughs> well, uh, Gramps did not give me a car. I had a car <laughs> on my own. <laughs> he wasn't going to do that. He's like, you got to do your own. But um, I uh, actually, my grandparents both be, were very ill at the time. I graduated in 1982. And so I wanted to, you know, pursue a reporter job in TV. Of course, at that time, as you know, well, you know, maybe um, I had to move around. The, you couldn't just go work in Indianapolis as a reporter in 1978 out of college. I mean, you just had to, you had to go through the smaller markets and work your way up. And so I wanted to do that, but I couldn't because I had to stay home and help them. So I worked at a local station here as a videotape editor and I stayed at home. Oh, so, so, I mean, keep in mind, I have no, I have no background at all in broadcasting, communications, TV, literature, nothing. Yeah. So I didn't know that. So you have to start low. You figure out, I'll shove tapes. I'll clean the urinals. I'll do whatever I have to do. Exactly. To get into a TV station. And then you start showing your, your, your stuff. Actually. Absolutely. So um, I had two things going against me. Number one, um, I couldn't move. Uh, number two, I looked really, really young. Uh, Still do. Um, and and I, had, I had braces at the time, which didn't help. So have yeah, a look at those like, teeth. You know, Sherman, you look like you should still be in high school. Get out of here. That's funny. <laughs> so there was there was that too. So I was I was I'm always hey, hey Milo, I'm always about 10, 12 years behind in my TV career. So I guess and in your sense. looks, and in your looks. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. So then you did start. So getting- no, no, this is 61 right here, man. I, said, I can't believe. No, I know Zoom makes you look younger because it smooths out all the wrinkles. I bet you if I saw you in HD, I'd see more wrinkles. Uh, no. Are you a Botox guy? Oh, no. Look at that. So are you a <laughs> Botox guy, too? I mean, you're because let's face uh, it, even though well, you're a wonderful human being, there's a little narcissistic self-absorbed side. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know where a lot of a lot of people are like ah whatever but look at your eyebrows they're perfect look at um, everything on you it's perfect so there's some uh, of that i'm thinking you're okay. botoxing so no well, no actually i don't on my own like i really it doesn't make sense i said it that way i don't 
in my my personal life. All right. But in my job, oh, uh, I have um, the segment. I have a segment called Where Sherman. Okay. On Fox fifty nine Morning News, which means I where am I that morning? I go a lot of different places, and so I've featured um, different things. So I've, we've done some Botox segments. So I've had that. We've done some other segments where I've had some stuff done, but nothing permanent. No, Botox is not permanent. So I know, I know. I wouldn't know actually. Um, I'm just a wrinkly old mess. So actually, so you look really good. So um, when you're, when you're, when you're in the Midwest and you're, you're still living at home then, like you're just, you're with oh, your- right then. Yeah. I was living at home. Then I, then I um, decided, you know, throughout my, throughout college, I never had uh, a boyfriend or anything like that. I never, like a lot of my friends had boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. And I never did. I just, after, you know, my grandfather put the fear of God in me to graduate and do well. I just, that's all I focused on. Right. And so at the time I was just anxious. Like I need to, have, I don't have a boy. I don't have any, I've never had that. So you never had that. Now you're already in your early twenties and you never had that. I never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Or That's hard for me to believe. I know. So, um, you know, I have friends and, but no, I never had that. So I was anxious and I met this guy who was a police officer and um, we wound up living together. So you move in with him or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, which was a huge mistake. But. <laughs> yeah, but when you said you never That's had another that. conversation. All yeah, gotcha. But when you said you never had that, when I started turning 12, 13 and puberty happens, it's almost like that's the only thing in your mind. How did you avoid that? You know, I, I don't know. I guess because I don't really, I don't know. I guess I don't really have an answer to that. I just, okay. it just wasn't, it just wasn't something that was, I mean, obviously I realized growing, you know, you go through puberty, you go through all of that. Of yeah. course, I didn't, it just wasn't, you know, I was really a nerdy child. Okay. To be honest. I mean, I'm pretty and, nerdy too, but from like 13 to 20 something, all I'm thinking is hang out with my buddies, find women, hang out with my buddies, find women. You're a horny jerk. So <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is a G rated podcast and that is not true. I am a happily married monogamous. Good guy. You know it. I know. I know. I, I love your wife, by the way, but um, she loves you too. She misses you. Everyone at work. When I told them I'm doing this podcast. Oh, tell me. Oh, I, well, I, you know what? I you leave love you. wherever you go. Can I tell you that I miss um, I, gosh, I miss WNEP. I really do. Get, no, you can't get to that yet. All right. So what's, <laughs> we're going to get to that. We're going <laughs> to, I listen, my brain can only work in a linear arc fashion. I can't jump. I don't around. know, but you know what? I think you're bearing the lead though. That's all I'm saying. Ooh, what, what do you mean? <laughs> you won't let me talk about it yet. So you're no, we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's your next job? The police officer thing doesn't work. And then what happens? You're uh, gosh, there's a long story to that. So I wind up, right. I skip I, a lie and go, go to your next okay, job. I moved, to, I moved to Los Angeles. Um, Whoa. And then I decided to finally, my grandparents passed away. I decided, you know, I'm going to pursue that acting thing that I wanted to do. So I moved to LA and I was there for almost four years, did some auditioning Came close to landing a role, actually a pretty decent role on a TV show um, called In the Heat of the Night. You probably heard of it. I did. Um, yeah. I came, I came close to being on that show. That didn't work out. And I, you know, it's like, I can't, I have, I came into a crossroads. It's like, do I, do I keep doing this? And, you know, I, I worked probably, I don't know, 15 different, we call them out there when you're in, in the business, uh, survival job. So you, you work as a waiter, you work, yeah. as, I work as a waiter. I worked as a chauffeur, I delivery guy. I mean, I, you know, I did, excuse me. I did so many survival jobs and I finally just said, you know, I can't do this anymore. I, I need to go back to, to TV. So was this all through your twenties? Like how many years are we talking? Yeah. About? So, and yeah, it was all through my twenties. And by the time my first on-air job in TV, uh, was wasn't until I was 29 going on 30. That was my first. Really? Yeah. That that was in Meridian, Mississippi. You're oh my there? God! So you're in LA. You're you you're bouncing around. You're in the Midwest. You're east. You're all. You're in South, deep South. You're all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's a map. It's but you know here's the deal. 
you know, one of the things that I, when I was raised on being able to, you know, to dream and kind of go yeah, and pursue. And um, that's what I did. I mean, I, I, you know, that was kind of, if I could say a gift that my grandparents mostly gave me just to dream big and go do your thing. And they, yeah, but there they, must've been a yearning because, you know, you know, it, it, let's contrast you with me, for example, mm-hmm. with this, mm-hmm. I, and maybe you're going to call me just some hillbilly. Are we getting serious now, Joe? What's going on? No, I'm being serious. Maybe you're just going to call me a ham and egger from Northeastern PA. But out of college, which it was three hours away from where I grew up, I never had what you're saying you had. My thing was always, I want to get back to my hometown with my buddies, find a good uh-huh. science job. And I didn't have some type of yearning to explore or see LA or test myself in the deep South. So I don't know. Does that make me, does that make, does that make me backward? Uh, no, that makes you Joe. <laughs> you know, I, I think of you more as a pierogi as what did you say you were like a pierogi eating yeah. uh, Northeast <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. No, I was, um, actually, no, seriously. We all, you know, we all have different. Yeah. I, I got it. dreams. And, and that was just how, you know, a big part of it was being from a, you know, a, a divorced family and my mom and dad divorced. Um, they actually have a weird story where they married. Had well, maybe that's kids. a part of it. There was chaos that you wanted to get away from. Yeah, there was chaos with my mother. I mean, you know, my mom and dad were just the whole their relationship and they married each other twice. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's so. Well, see, my had, upbringing was like Mayberry. So I just you know, I did not have Mayberry. So <laughs> okay. we, and I, so, you know, they, it, there was a big thing too. I just really despised what my, you know, my family upbringing was at the time. Oh, so there's back, a little rebellion. There's a little. I guess there was, but I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's not so bad. But yeah, I think at the time, you know, I really wanted to make a path for myself. My grand, again, my grandparents encouraged that. But I just didn't want to be, you know, I didn't want to be my mom or dad and have yeah. this crazy relationship and, you know, back and forth. And um, well, is this a bell problem that I'm going to ask you now? Did they have an issue with your sexual orientation or or no? Was you, is that a part of it? I don't know. No, I don't, no. I OK, so well, you won't well, escape well, me from that. Let me rephrase that. Um, you know, I think most in most families, there's typically some kind of, oh my gosh, my kid's gay. Yeah. Um, which to me is really unfortunate. Sure. Uh, it is. Sure. It is. But um, in some families there's, you know, they embrace it. Um, for my family, like, you know, as my, I remember one time, I, I don't remember how old I was, but I was telling my mom, I was like, I, I thought I was like coming out to my mom, you know, and she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> That's not breaking news. Sherman. Um, but I think there was a struggle on her end to accept that. And it was definitely a struggle on my dad's end. I mean, he was not, yeah. And he really wasn't in our lives very much. So I really resented how he felt about that. No, I see. Because anything that has someone, anything that makes someone different or step or, or, or out of the norm, it could be sexual orientation. It could be you're a brilliant pianist. It could be you're an artist. It could be you have diabetes. It could be anything. Anything mm-hmm. that sets you apart from everybody else could be an issue for others. That's just the way life is. And you know what? Here's my thing. I don't let that. That does not interfere with me at all. I know else. it doesn't. That's why we're here today, because you're an inspiration to me and others. I Yeah, I, I think a part of it has to do with just bringing you know, some of the my background. It's just, you know, hey. And one, one day, I'm going to say this, this is going to be brief. I, I've been writing, I've been actually writing a little memoir. I don't know <laughs> if I'll ever be done. I want to read uh, it. Uh, I had this quick, quickly, I'll tell you a story. My, I come like my dad comes over to visit us at my grandparents' house. I'm 16 years old. He doesn't like the way I'm dressed. He thinks I'm dressed like a fag, as he called it. And a sissy. Yeah. This is your grandfather, up. the guy who paid for college? No, this is my, he, my oh, dad. Your, father. Over, your dad. Okay. I'm sorry. Comes over to our grandparents' house sees me dressed the way I am. Doesn't, he doesn't like my hair and how, I, anyway. Yeah. So he, he proceeds to call me, you know, all kinds of things um, related to that. 
in a negative way and uh, yells at me, screams. Um, I start screaming back, becomes a shouting match. My grandfather comes upstairs to my bedroom and kicks my dad out of the house. And tells Now, does get- that mean that your grandfather was more progressive and understanding and liberal at the time than your own dad? I don't know. I think my my grandfather just felt like, you know what? Sherman needs to be whoever Sherman is. Yeah. Well, that's rare well, for an older guy um, back then. I and guess. he said, in fact, after the reason I was mentioning the story, I remembered like it was yesterday. I, he kicks my dad out and he and then he comes back upstairs in my room and I'm, of course, crying. And I'm you know, just like, what the F happened? Right. Yeah. And um, and he was drunk. My dad was total alcoholic. Um, and so my grandfather just looked at me. He's like, Sherman, I want you to remember this always be who you are, be who you oh, are. Jeez. I love it. So, and he who said, don't let any, don't let anybody ever change who you are. And he left with, he said, you know, I want to tell you something. Um, don't let a situation control you, you control it. So that See, Sherman, my eyes are getting watery right now. That's why I want to do this. Cause you're, that's inspiring. I love it. This is it. Really? Is yes. It? Oh my God. Yeah. And for I a guy, I don't know how old you were at the time, mm-hmm. but I had a dad who it's never said anything negative to me in my life. So I couldn't imagine oh. that's gotta be hard to take if you have oh, a dad. It's really tough. So we didn't, you know, I was estranged from him for a long time and, but you know, it does influence my God. Yeah. Life. I mean, it influences your changes and I didn't want, to ever be that person, you know, to anyone in my life, you know, I never wanted to be the, that I never wanted to inflict the kind of pain that I felt um, in those moments with my father and the whole, sometimes even with my mom, although my mom and I became really, really close. I wonder if that led you to become the joy bearing agent you are to the world today. Because I'm serious. Everyone loves you and misses you. You make everyone feel good about themselves. So maybe it's that negative that created this immense positive. No, no. I mean, I'm, you know, I have people say that to me. We do. I do a lot of interviews with people who I've never met. And, you know, we meet, we go on TV for a morning and we, you know, the whole idea is it's not scripted. It's um, and we're featuring their restaurant or whatever business. And, um, you know, one of the things that most people always leave with, they're like, that was so easy. You made it, you make me feel so comfortable. Like, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know really where that comes from, but it's just, I mean, I don't know. That's your natural gift from the universe. And that's why we're doing this now. You know, everyone wants to be near you, by you, laugh with you. It's what it's all about. Dude, I miss (laughs) you. I love you. This is 12 years ago and I, and I'm still connected to you. You know what? It's true. Isn't it? I still, I still laugh. You know, can we, sometimes Joe will text me like out of the clear blue. <laughs> like <laughs> It'll be something that'll just make me laugh. It's, it's always something that makes me laugh. And I just, it's, um, it's a, I just have to tell you that I know that we don't see each other. Obviously. Yeah. But I just love that connection. I have to tell you that face to face. I love when I. Oh, just, I know. You know. I feel the same way. You know, I love when I randomly hear from you. <laughs> you know what people? You, you know what people say stuff like, "Hey, well, here's an example." You know what people say stuff like, "Let's say I was driving to California. I'm driving cross country, and then I have a friend who's in Pittsburgh or Missouri, and they say, "Oh, stop by," but you never do because right. you know it would be awkward. You're one of those guys I really would stop by. See, and I would really say, come on in. I would. I would. I would definitely. Absolutely. So, but, you know, I think for those who don't know, I mean, you are so popular. I have to tell you, I was like, I tell people about you here and they're like, what? I'm like, this guy is like off the chart popular. And, um, but he uh, he's just really funny. And, you know, he'll throw you an insult. And you go, oh, my gosh, should I be insulted or should I laugh? Like, what should I do? Because it's just <laughs> That's not an fun. insult, though, is it? <laughs> you know, you're just like, what's it? So, you know, uh, well, we and I have always had a really fun uh, relationship. And I know you have that with a lot of your coworkers, but um, it was uh, it was always really. really and I miss Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy loves um, you. The thing is, that's how I, I grew I up. Miss Mindy and Ryan. Yeah. I, mean, you guys, I, know, I miss you guys. I, I uh, 
you know, I, I, again, I peek in on you. I'm, I see you guys. I see how, what you're doing. I love your, your, your morning show is just fantastic. So forget about all that. So when are we going to get to a uh, 16? We're still, you're in your thirties maybe now. Are and you're still, still talking about that. Yeah. Uh, I still want to know the arc. So you're going back and okay, forth. Yeah, I go state. to LA. Remember I went to LA and I, I want to know when 16 pops on your radar after how many of these jobs and everything. Oh, 16. Oh, oh my gosh. So yeah. So when I, I leave, I go to Meridian, Mississippi. Another um, TV station. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing at all these stations? You're like a reporter. So I left fired. LA. I left Los Angeles. Came home briefly. Got a job in Meridian, Mississippi. I was a sports anchor for a minute. You're not a sports anchor, are you? I was then. Yeah, but um, I don't see that. And then, yeah, I didn't either. Um, but then uh, I left there and I went to St. Joseph, Missouri. These are all small markets. Doing more, yeah. just more reporting, more TV. So every, um, all these well, are small was, TV yeah, stations. Yeah, small TV stations. I was an anchor in St. Joseph. I was there. For, I think I was there for like two and a half years. And then, jeez. Then I went to Wichita, Kansas. Jeez. Uh, where I did a morning show, and I also did, I was beat reporter. I I did political beat. I did health health news. I did like several beats when I was there. And then I went to Kansas City and worked there as a morning anchor. So is it everywhere you went, though, you felt like this is easy for me? I'm doing a good job. I'm appreciated. I'm a success. But you wanted more like what? Why? Why not just settle in at a, at a place uh, and say this it, is it? Well, see, that's where the TV thing comes in. Well, you know, if you're pursuing, you know, they want the idea is to move up to a bigger market. You know, I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to make more money. I want to. Yeah. Um, but along the way, there were a couple of times where I thought, okay, I'm just going to stay. I thought I was going to stay in Wichita for a minute. I thought I'm just going to stay. I love Wichita, Kansas. Um, but did you feel at each of these jobs? Like I'm, th- I, th- I found what I should do in life. I'm good at it. This is great. Yeah, I mean, you know, which I was still, you know, getting my legs, but I was really appreciated. there. pretty popular. Um, I guess uh, Kansas city was not a good stay for me. There were some issues there we starting we did a startup morning show right and uh in our business if you do a startup meaning hey they're just gonna launch a new show um morning show or whatever there are always issues with that and there's always there's there's you know struggling to get ratings and but um so i moved from there i went to upstate new york i worked in rochester jeez louise man i got canned whoa seven years there. stop right there how did the canning happen okay so uh new <laughs> new company comes in buys, i think we got some dirt <laughs> new company comes in buys the station and they get rid of all the the ta- uh, talent um, oh i see so it wasn't anything personal it was a startup uh, news organization and actually it's not even a news organization anymore but it was a startup that we did pretty well actually yeah. but they um, they decided they were going to do a, what was called News Central at the time. So I got let go. We all got let go. And um, I was out of work. I want you to think of think on this for a minute. Um, I was out of work for 14 months. And how old are you at the time? What year is this? Uh, 2003. Okay, so NEP is knocking on the door soon. I love it. So it's 2003. Uh-huh. You're out of work for a year and a half almost. That's hard to believe. Yeah, 14 months. And so I'm going to take you back to an old news director named Dennis Fisher. Remember? Oh, yes, of course. Okay, so Dennis was my news director in St. Joseph, Missouri. Oh. So we knew each other. And he saw that I had applied for a job, This, which was the consumer reporter job. At NEP. So he sees it and then he calls me and he's like, wow. uh, what do you, why are you not working? Wow. And I explained it and he's like, okay, I want you to come here. Um, I have a job for you. I, I'm going to, it's a consumer job, but I want to, I want you to, to put your personality in it. I just want you to make it whatever wow. you want. Wow. 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 Um, so you didn't know any of this part. No. You? So when, but when you, when you were unemployed for a year and two months, mm-hmm. was, were you actively searching like every day or are you just like, I'm going to chill for a while and collect? Like, were you nervous? Um, like, I'm going to go anywhere. No, like, I, I, 
Well, I was I was actively searching and I, I wound up signing with an, an agent in New York, a pretty big uh, TV talent agent in New York. Um, and I can't I I'm going to quickly tell you this, too, but I, I'm not going to say the name of the agency, because if I say the name, then what I'm about to say about them would, you know, could be. OK, well, then don't say it. Right. But so I'm not going to say that. But anyway, so I signed with this agency in between, you know, being out of work and I go in and fly, they fly into New York to meet them, have this round table discussion. Um, and again, pretty big agent. I mean, they have clients that are on the Today Show and, uh, you know, high end clients, high end talent clients. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, we see for my tape and everything. They were all excited. Yeah, it was, we're going to represent Sherman. And the guy who runs the agency, as we're sitting in this round table, comes in, sits down, we start talking. And the, one of the first things he said to me was, um, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, uh, you're too gay acting on TV. You know, we really need to tone down the gay thing. It's just, you know, it's. Uh, but were you turning something up or were you just being you? I was just being me. I oh, OK. Just, so that, yeah, that. That sounds like so a lot. I was, I was shocked. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was in, I was like, what? It's a, here I am. They fly me in this guy, you know, they fly yeah. me in to insult me, I guess. I know. Yeah. That's so um, I signed with them and, you know, they weren't, they weren't moving on anything. They weren't. And then finally they, you know, they just said, yeah, we're going to, we're, we don't, we're not going to represent you. We can't. We, and I, I didn't want to be an anchor for the story was I wanted to get away from the anchor desk because uh, I had been anchoring for so long. And I just yeah. wanted something that I could do my, you know, like you, my personality. I just wanted to have. And so they uh, dropped me. And um, that's how I wound up coming to NEP after reconnecting with Dennis. Wow. Fisher. So our news director for a brief time in the early 2000s was Dennis Fisher. And he happens to know you from a, a brief stint with you in Missouri. Is that what it is? Uh, in St. Joseph, Missouri, actually two and a half years in St. Joseph. Yeah. So he knew you, he knew your talents. He knew mm -hmm. that this may work in Northeastern PA. He says, come yeah. on down. You're unemployed. I had just started there full time in 99. So this is just three, four years into my permanent new career. And then here comes Sherman. That so I got to know, you first come to Northeastern PA. Is this your first time in Northeastern PA back then? Yeah. And I remember looking at the markets, you know, you're looking for a job. You go, oh, maybe I'll work here. Maybe, you know, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. I'm like, huh? Where yeah. What did you think of that? That just that title? Like I you don't know not, much about it? You probably thought. I didn't oh. know much about it. I mean, of course, in Pennsylvania, you know, Pittsburgh and Philly. Yeah. Did you think um, two hours away from Philly, two hours away from New York yeah, City? Yeah, I it's close little... to the city. You know, oh my God, it's close to New York. It's close to Philly. Could be yeah. great. Um, and when I came in to meet, to reconnect, I should say, with Dennis, um, it just, it would turn into this, hey, this is what we're going to do. And it's, you know, I can't pay you what you're probably used to, but this is what, and this will get you back working and to get the kind of job where you want. So that's what happened. And but was your, was your, even though you were kind of pulled here, was your heart in it where you're like, this is it? Yes. Or you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. It was kind of, huh? Okay. It's a job. And, but then, you know, but I have to tell you, but what there's a, you know, several things happened and, you know, I, you know, fell in love, oh, one of my dogs fell in love um, with the station. I fell in love with the area. Um, you really did. So you're not just pandering yeah. to our audience. So I just, you know, I, I felt at home and it, it just made sense. It's like, okay, I could stay here. I could stay here. Well, I mean, may I ask you a few per, uh, personal questions? So the whole thing is personal, I guess, but how many stations were you at before WNEP? Is it like five, six, seven? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six stations. All these experiences. Mm -hmm. Is there, and I trust you're not going to pander. Is there something special about WNEP based on those six? Okay. Or is it just another, no, I don't know. I got to tell you this. The station itself, 
is definitely special. It's definitely different. That was one of the things that Dennis said to me when we, when he spoke, he's like, you know, you're not going to believe this, but there's this thing that WNEP has in this market that, I mean, you know, viewers are drawn to it. Um, it's run a little different than most TV stations in that, you know, it's not your typical <laughs> work kind of place. You know, it's really more of a, more of a family, you know, unit. Um, yeah. And he was right. I mean, you know, Get out. I love to hear that. So I love people, to hear that. There's so many people. And, you know, for me, I've been, I, I was used to moving and moving around the country. So um, I always wound up meeting people and everywhere I met that, um, which I was, I feel like I was really blessed. And every market I I worked, I always met some a family of people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd take me in and yeah. you know, I'd have Christmas with them or. Um, but here there were uh, there was more. Yeah, and do, you know what? There's a person who I connected with, and you you're not gonna. I know who that is. Yeah, they the 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 Jean Marie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I guess you guys used to see each other getting your haircut or yeah, something. Yeah. It was a haircut thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Jean Marie and I are still friends. I love it. Of course. Of course. Of course. She probably texted me this morning. I don't know. She, we text all the time. Um, I have a friend, Jan DeMuth and her husband, Paul and their family. We're still connected. So you just made these connections, mm-hmm. but I got to ask you this. And this um, is where, this is where maybe I'll get myself in trouble. I got to, I got to choose my words tactfully. Okay. So I was born and raised in Northeastern PA. So for example, I'm your typical Northeastern PA guy. When I graduated high school, aside from when I would leave the area with my parents or something, I had no contact. This is through my 18 years of life back Mm -hmm. in the seventies and eighties with even a black man. This Mm -hmm. area doesn't have a lot of diversity. It's two, three, four, five generations of people who said two, three, four, two, three, four, yeah, on purpose, two, three, four generations of people who don't leave the area. And there's not a lot of ethnic yeah. diversity here. So you're coming here as not only a black man, but a gay man in an area that I think it's got great characteristics, but one may not be diversity. And was that ever an issue or thought on your head? Well, no, because it's I've not worked- like progressive Philly or something. You know what I'm saying? I worked in St. Joseph, Missouri, which is probably, you know, wider than where you are. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Wichita, Kansas. I mean, that really was never part of, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't really think of it that way. No, okay. All right. Well, that's, um, that's courage. I think on your part, maybe, I don't I just, know. Maybe I'm me, making something I mean, out of nothing. I, I'm sure people probably looked at me in that way, but for me personally, it's just uh, people are people and, um, again, coming from a really, you know, kind of mixed, diverse background too. Um, yeah, I just, it, it never, it's never. That was never a factor. Not even. Not All even right. That's good to hear. Do you, so when you first entered the building and started meeting people, mm-hmm. me, Tom Williams, whoever else, who was the anchor at the time, Mike Lewis, others, did you immediately feel like these are, these are good people? These are kind people. These are. What are these people? What'd you think? I don't know. I just, or you don't of, remember. Yeah. I don't think I, you know, I, I was just trying to, at that time, really trying to get back to work. Oh, okay. I, you know, focus on um, this whole new journey and where it was going to take me. And, you know, you get, and there's this guy, you remember Bob Absher, right? yeah. who was yeah, the yeah, yeah. assistant news director, who if, if anybody's watching, who's worked at NEP knows, um, you know, he was a real, I mean, did I say hard ass? He was very rigid. He was rigid. Very, very rigid and proper. Uh, very rigid about things and how things are supposed to be written and always had this thing that you know, everything, <laughs> everything had to be written the way he yeah. thought it should be. And I, and you and I aren't I, like, I was, I was warned about him before yeah. I when Dennis warned me. And he's going, Sherman, you know, you have a lot of experience in this business and I know you have your style. So you're just going to have to push back on him and say, hey, uh, this oh, is good. I-. Good. So, you know, I, I pushed back on Bob a lot, although and I know people who praise him and say, I mean, he was really great. He did make me a better reporter in so many ways. I think he really made me a better writer in so many ways to think about, you know, specifics and being um, really correct. 
um, which was a great thing. And there's a lot of things that Bob might have said to me back in the day is still kind of running my head. But, you know, I'm stubborn, too. I was like, I, I'm going to do this my way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But did and, you feel it was more fertile here than other places where you can be you and you blossomed more here or not necessarily? I don't know. Um, no, yes and no. I, I felt like it was a place that I could stay. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I felt like I felt like, yeah, I can stay here. Definitely. Um, and I probably, you know, I, you can't say I don't know, obviously, but um you know, I don't I don't think my exit would have been um, quite as abrupt. Let's just put it that way um, as it was, as I felt it was um, if my mother had not been sick. Right. And so that's but that's now five, six, seven years in. I forget. How long were you here? You had to be that uh, long, right from five, 2000 and oh, six years, six mm -hmm. years. Almost. Hey. Yeah. So. And we're buddies and everybody's having a good time. Um, you know what? Sherman, the viewers love this guy. It's just. Boom, boom, boom. Can you here's my date? How you can't see it. Yeah, raise it a little higher. Date higher. There it is. As the memories begin. We are you hiding something below that or no? Oh, there's a picture of me. Sexiest man alive. <laughs> well, look at this picture. As long as they're showing pictures. Hey, hey, look. Hey. <laughs> look at I got one too. Look at this one. Oh gosh. Come on, look at that. Oh my gosh. Isn't yeah, that great? We're at some some party. Yeah. So that's us having a good time. We love Sherman. So, you know, oh, wait, wait, the Sherman still it. looks exactly look. the same. <laughs> St. Patty's Day. I love Saint it. Patty's Day parade. I well, I think parade. here's here's the magic of Sherman. Look, and maybe with Sharla. Oh, yeah. I just did a podcast with her a few weeks ago. Oh, did you? You caught, caught up with her. Maybe this is the magic of Sherman or maybe this is the great skill of deception with Sherman. Are you ready? What's that? Okay. Because you showed that picture of you at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Mm -hmm. You, whatever you do, seems genuine. Or maybe it's that you're so fake, it comes, <laughs> off, it comes <laughs> off as genuine. Or some people, <laughs> maybe some people do things and they can do it so skillfully that you can't tell they're being insincere. You just come off as genuine with everybody so everybody loves you. Uh, is that yeah. it or what? I don't know. Like when you're doing a story with someone at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, a lot of people are are they're, they're dragging the line. They're going through the motions. But you seem honest and true in everything. you. Oh, do. my gosh. I remember that. I was so into those parades. And then we I, yeah, I, I'm the worst when it comes to a parade. If we're walking, because I will stop and talk to people. And the next thing you know, the parade is the group is down, you know, two blocks. Yeah. Cause you're warm. Uh, you're down warm. the road. Somebody will stop and they want a picture or we start talking. Um, I don't know. That's genuine. I've done parades. Yeah, here. I know. I'm kidding. It's genuine. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I think, um, I just think that there's a, when you put people, others first, I guess, if you will. All right. Um, I think, when I do what I do, I tell people I had this segment where Sherman I have a sticker. Look at that. It's got my like it's a, oh see bug. Look at that. I love um, it. So what you just well, okay, so that's cool. Where is he gonna be the next day? You don't know. Yeah, well, it's a good window idea. It's a good they idea. put on that hey Sherman was here. But um I always tell people, look, it says where Sherman, but the segment really isn't about me, it's about whoever we're oh. talking to that morning. It's about them, you know. Um and so that's my approach. I don't know. You know, my partner, Bill, might be like, oh, well, you don't have to live with him. <laughs> but uh, everybody you know, says have, that, though. Everybody yeah, says right? that. Right. I mean, I, I have my I certainly have my moments. But um, I will say this. I, I try to show that I'm what I'm thinking and feeling is genuine. Sometimes I'm not really sure where it comes from either, like. I, someone will say something. I was like, why wasn't I mad if they said that to me? <laughs> I should, you know, I should be like cussing them out or something, but. Um, no, well, that's why I connected with you because you don't take yourself too seriously, but yet you're honest, true, and genuine. You know, you have no ego as far as I can tell. And this no, is what well, I love we, about yeah, your, you. Know, we are. Everybody has an ego. I get that, uh, but warmth, yeah, gen, genuine, loving, caring, you know, the egoless, you can laugh. 
you, you're the kind of guy that would never go to HR. That's why I love you. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> we could go to, we could have gone to HR on each other several times, right? <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no HR in my vocabulary. It's kind of like, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, Joe, I don't understand. Sometimes I really don't understand some of the, you know, people who take themselves so seriously, especially in our business. Oh, I know. Um, who, you know, seem to put themselves before everything. Um, and sometimes, you know, putting their opinions before everything, which is, you know, something, a trend in TV news that I, I absolutely despise. But um, I look at that and I go, what, why? I don't understand. I don't understand why, you know, why you think of you so much that you feel, you know, compelled to do that. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how handsome you are. Yeah, how smart how, you are, how knowledgeable you are. your accomplishments, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, we all have pluses and minuses. And so it's all about just, I, I like to celebrate the quirks in myself. Yeah, baby. You got that right. <laughs> I, love I have a lot of those. That's another thing I love about you. So when the, when the career is in 2008, nine ish, and then you, was your mom in failing health for months or was it kind of sudden? What? Yeah, she, uh, she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2007. So I had, I was going, you know, back and forth as much as I could coming back home um, to you know, here, being here, like when she was going through surgery you know, trying to make some making coming home to be with her at some of her chemo uh, treatments. And it was getting to the point and she's starting to get really, really sick. And I thought, you know, I was going to have to go in. I don't remember who our news director was at the time, but I was going to go in and say, um, I need to take a leave of absence. Would that be Stuber? I wonder at the time, or was it? Mm. I don't know either who that would have been. We've um, so many, but anyway, so maybe Carl was no Carl. No, I think he was a little later. He Carl came after I was there. Yeah. But um, so I was, you know, really thinking that I needed to take a leave of absence and I was going to try to figure that out, you know, uh, with Denise and Bob in, in accounting and, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about. So I was going to go, um, I was thinking to approach them and say, what do I need to do? Uh, and then I got a email. Do you remember Andy Hirsch? Sure. Yeah. He used to work. So Andy emails me and says, Hey, I know a guy and his name is Lee Rosenthal and he's the news director in Indianapolis. And he, and I know you're from there and he's looking, they're looking for a new morning reporter. And so he's like, is it okay to give him, if I oh. give him your, you know, email. So I, he did. And I get an email from this guy, Lee. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and I was going to be home to see my mom. And while I was home to see my mom, I dropped in on, you know, which is uh, Fox 59 WXIN and met with them, talked. And two days later, I had a job. Awesome. But you know, so you, is this like a dream come true in a way? This is your hometown area, not yeah, you exactly know, hometown, you know, but close to it, right? It is my home. It was in Indianapolis, but I li actually live in. Uh, so you Miami. knew of the station your whole life? Um, well, um, I grew up, actually, I interned at our sister station. Wow. At Channel 4, WTTV. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to, you know, I want to be on TV in my home. I love Indianapolis. So I always wanted to be, you know, it was always a dream of mine, but I kind of put that away because I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, so I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to stay in, you know, Scranton Wilkesbury for a lot longer. That was and, my next question. So if, mm -hmm. if the arc of this universe were differently and your mom was healthy through her nineties, is there a way maybe you would have stayed here forever or wasn't like, Oh, I would have stayed there a lot longer, a lot longer. Sure. Um, you know, I was doing, uh, does it work? Remember, do, remember, I think Kurt does it now. Um, so that was so that became really popular and fun. And, you know, I'd get stopped. Hey, there's a does it work guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think once someone 
one of our coworkers said at some point, you know what, Sherman, that's going to be on your grave. Does it <laughs> work? Um, so there was that thing that was the real, you know, it was really cool. It was well, sure, sure. And so I didn't really think that I was going to leave. I certainly wasn't thinking I was going to leave anytime soon. Now, I have, had I, you know, I wasn't looking for a job. I guess if that, you know, to say that. So you when, weren't things, the, the universe spoke, knocked on your door and mm-hmm. what, what else is going to pull you away than your mother's love? Yeah, I mean, it's wasn't, the perfect scenario. Yeah. I wasn't looking for a job and um, the, my contract was just about up at the time. So all the timing all just happened. Yeah. And um, we were actually um, the station at the time WXIN and WNEP were actually sister stations. So we were owned by the same company there for right. local TV, Tribune, right? Anyway, that's inside stuff. So it was a it was a smooth transition. But I tell you, I was starting to work and I, you know, you asked me about WNEP, and I'm gonna just quickly say this. When I got to the newsroom where I am, I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this newsroom. You know how we WNEP is like people are funny and everybody talks. And yeah, it's all yeah, good. yeah. It wasn't like that at all. It wasn't it's still like not, that. It's still not like that for anybody that's watching this going, oh my gosh, Sherman's talking about his current employee. Um, it's just a different vibe. You know, is that something? And I would think it's like that everywhere. Like WNEP is my only station. I've never done news or anything. I know. Else. See, you don't know any better. You never know any better, John. <laughs> that's the story of my life. <laughs> that's the story. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I. Yeah, it it just it's not. Um, but why? Why is it? I don't. Know. It's more professional. Don't it's more. I don't. Um, why? Don't, why would that be that. the case? Um, I don't know. It just was never has never been that kind of you know environment. And if someone who's listening to this and knows is one of happens to be one of my coworkers, maybe going, oh my gosh, what an yeah. Insult. You don't mean it in a negative way. No, it's just that they've never worked at WNEP and it is totally a different thing. And it, <laughs> you know, we're hanging out with the guys in accounting and going out to drinks with them and going to parties and doing, you know, visiting and, picking um, on each other, poking fun at each other. Right. Yeah, I mean, it just wasn't. And I think, uh, you know, it's a bigger market and um, there's, I think more of a, you know, a lot of people are here to just kind of move on to the next, you know, now they want to go to Denver or they want to go to, yeah. New York or whatever. And certainly we've had people do that. Uh, one of my coworkers is, you know, on um, Good Morning America weekend, Eva Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. You know, Eva, she's a, she was from your station. Yeah. We used, to, I used to, here. I used to sit right next to Eva. Get out yeah. of here. She just had a child, right? Yeah, she did. Um, she wrote I'm connected sister. now to Eva through you. Yeah. And I'm still connected. I still chat with Eva uh, from time to time. I, uh, mostly via Instagram, but um, she wrote a book, children's book as well. Did you get her to do my podcast? I, I can ask her. <laughs> the uh, hell with so, you. Let's move on. <laughs> no, so, I'm just yeah. uh, but she wrote a children's book. It's really cute um, based on her dog. Um, but anyway, so yes, that's, I think there's, that's why, you know, I, it's just a different vibe. So but I've managed to survive 12 years here. I was going to say, so you're there, you're, you're paid well, you have, um, uh, I, I guess, always some, paid better, so. I guess you got a partner, you got a big mortgage, you got a house, you got it all now, right? Uh, we do not have a mortgage, but we do have, um, I have, a, I have a little dog, a big dog down here. I would show you, Frank. I got um, my dog jet right here too. He's hanging out with me. Um, let me see. I don't know. I love everything. I see the colors on the wall, the staircase, falling water, the vase. There's your dog. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, let's take a golden doodle. A golden doodle. That's Frank. We have two golden doodles. We have Frank and Lucy and there's a cat, Ava. Uh, Bill has four kids. Um, Really? So are they within your life there or no? You guys? uh, Well, they're older now, but they're all, they're all gone. Well, Katie's the youngest. She is at Georgia Tech as a sophomore. Wow. Um, so I'm, but I'm still snooping around your house and I see the picture of falling water. I see a nice vase. I'm liking it all. Very classy. I don't know if I like that picture behind you. That seems to me, look, let me see that picture right behind you there. Yeah, I don't like it either. That to me, it's almost that's, like one. That's, 
That's Bill's picture. Oh, Bill, I'm sorry then. It just seems, it seems like one <laughs> no, of those. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he can hear everything. He's downstairs you know, his you know when they have one of those coming to your neighborhood and be like, the starving artist sale. <laughs> Thousands <laughs> should, of prints for $10.99. That should be one of them. I think that would be one of them. Yeah. I think that's some, you know, some kind of expensive. I mean, some kind of artist who's really good or something. I'm sure. Know. Listen, I'm sure it's my ignorance again. I'm sure that's all it is. It's oh, me but, being yeah. an idiot. Uh, do you see all the bottles of wine? Oh, I see the wine. I see the wine. Yeah, those are Bill's wine. That's Bill's wine, too. I love it. Well, Sherman, I think we made a full circle from your birth to your current job and situation. And, uh, dude, I love you. I miss you, man. I miss you. I really do. You know what? This can I, I got to show you a picture. I can't. This is one of, one of the things I miss. Can I get see that? This is a picture of Sherman with uh, babies and a family. family. Just so, for those listening who can't see this, I don't know who these people are. What is that? Oh, uh, well, they, that's right. We got people podcasts. Huh? Yeah. But you're going to put this on, aren't you going to put this on YouTube? YouTube but it's going to be mainly listened to. But tell, uh, tell, so that's just. Um, yeah, I saw pictures of people. It's a family where I went into their house and they did a does it work test. And that was the funny thing about being, you know, doing does it work. You know, you got all these, you know, made uh, as seen on TV products that you're testing. And so you got to figure out how you got to test. So you got to go in somebody's house, you know, and I would get, you know, pictures with families and I have so many. Like you're, yeah, like you're a part of the family. You're grasping babies. So, so your current job now, you're the morning guy. You, you and I are on the same shift, I imagine. Right. What time do you wake up? Um, we're on a different ship. Um, but yeah, I am the morning. So I'm on a Fox affiliate. So we go from seven to 10. So you can sleep till what? Four or five? Actually, um, the morning show goes from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. Actually goes from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. now. But you're not a part um, of the four or five, six, right? No, I'm just part of the seven to 10. So it's called Big Where shot. Sherman. Big shot. Where Sherman, I go around and do, uh, I do highlight different things going on in the city, going around Indianapolis, around the state. Uh, new businesses, small businesses, 99% of them small businesses, um, uh, small shops, restaurants, a lot of restaurants, uh, and then events that might be happening, you know, if there's a whatever state fair, all those things. So I get to do um, all that. And then when are you done? 11, 12, um, well, I'm not, so I, I do my, I'm the producer, the planner. I do Big I, do, I do. Well, I don't know about that. I do the entire process like Brian does. Yeah. You know, so I do the entire process and um, it takes a lot of that, a lot of time to plan these things out because you have to plan them in advance. Sure. And sure. So my 90% of what I do is at my computer or on the phone planning and finding new things and new places. That's a struggle. I know what you mean, dude. That's tough stuff. You so know, that's, not, that's what I, but recently I've to been not get old with it, to not be repetitive with it, to always reinvent. That's tough. It's always about that. And so, you know, from time I've had to change a little from here and there, we'll do things a little different. And, but um, I, right now I still predominantly work from home um, because since I'm my own producer and writer or whatever, I, one of my coworkers jokes that, you know, Sherman's the walking newsroom because everything I have everything with me and <laughs> all my, my schedules and um, calendars. I have a calendar on my phone. I have another calendar. I have a calendar at work that we ran on. And, and so there's all kinds of, so I can pretty much do my job and not have to really physically be in the building because you go I right would, from where you plan it on your computer at home to the event. Right. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, that was, you know, pandemic caused that, but now it's lingering. Same reason we're doing zoom, a result yeah, it just, of it the just pandemic. It, it works. Um, I probably work more now than I did because I used to, when, in, when I come back from my segments and go to the newsroom, it was very, you know, there's just a lot going on in the newsroom. And I found it distracting. You know, I'm like you, like a shiny object or stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm looking, you know, I'm hearing all these things. I'm hearing conversations that I shouldn't hear, you know, or whatever. It's all, it all gets really like, ah. So my, you know, my ADHD or whatever. I can, yeah. Like, um, okay. So I find that I'm more productive. Because um, I used to go home 
you know, sometimes I tell my boss, I'm like, I'm going to go home and work from home because there's just too much going on. So, and I have Frank next to me and all that good stuff. So, so how do you good. stay uh, still so young and sexy? Do you uh, work out routine pretty intense? You've always been a workout guy. Well, a, I don't think I'm either. But uh, <laughs> young and sexy. No, but you must, uh, you're, you got, you're, you're CrossFit, you're running, you have weight, you're doing something. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I train. Um not as much as Ryan does, but right. I do. Um, there's a part of me that I, wanted. I, I, a- I have. I, I train. Well, I have two personal trainers at different types of workouts. So there's four. Um, and then I do. You know, I incorporate yoga. Um, yoga is one of my my. I don't know. It's my thing. I uh, because of the pandemic and so forth, I hadn't been able to do as much. But yoga yeah. is, uh, I think yoga is one of the things. And when I, you know, it keeps you, I don't know, first of all, centered. And then it you keeps need you something. Yes, you need something. That's what cycling is for me. As soon as I'm done with this, I'm going biking for three hours. You need yeah, you something. Bike. How do you, how do you do that? This, I mean, there's, don't you get scared? I mean, people, drivers are crazy on the road. No, no fear, baby. There's a part of me that was hoping that you let yourself go. You were in sweatpants and you were overweight and sloppy now, but that didn't happen. You're still, I mean, does that make me a bad person? <laughs> Absolutely. It does. <laughs> it, does. <laughs> uh, it totally makes you a bad person. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how you do that, Joe. You raising all this money and you and Lecky, Ryan, you guys do all kinds of stuff. I watch, I see all that. And of course, Jean Marie, my friend, she's always telling me things that are going on, but um, well, yeah. Congratulations to you, you know, seriously for still doing that and still going at it. Well, as we come, speaking of that, as we come to the end of this, could you look me in the eye, the camera in the eye and tell me that you used to look forward to seeing me in biking spandex or you don't want to do that? I I, I can't do that. You can't do that. No, wait, I look, look. I've always had a secret crush on you. <laughs> I'm honored, man. I'm honored. It's just too bad. I'm another American heterosexual male. What can I tell you? <laughs> like Lady Gaga said, we're born this way. What are you going to do? Born, right? yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sherman, man. Good talking to you. I'm going to end the recording. And if anyone wants to contact Sherman, relive old times, what could they do? Um, well, I don't know. Email. You want to give the website of the station or your email or nothing, maybe. That's fine. Or they can find you on, 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 on Facebook. Oh, that, anything? yeah. That's why I keep forgetting. There's social media. Um, Instagram, um, at, at Sherman Burdett. All of my social media, at Sherman Burdett. Instagram, Facebook. You do Facebook um, a lot? I do, I, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. I don't, I don't do Twitter. Um, but that or uh, fox59.com. My segments are where Sherman, you'll find it, and they are live. Oh, I love it. Morning. I may start uh, watching those. That sounds so pretty you cool. Watch, you, can watch, you can watch me on TV on your laptop or device, as they I'm say. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. And I'm so glad that you have a secret crush on me and you like seeing me in spandex. And it was not great talking to you. It was awesome, folks. It was awesome. We love this man. Sherman, I'm going to hit the big button that says stop, and then we're going to talk more after this. Are you ready, buddy? Can I give Dawn a big kiss? Here it is. Dawn, my wife. He just gave her a kiss. Right back at you, brother. Peace. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.